Before we start this episode, I want to give a big shout out to Zipster, local web people who help entrepreneurs and artists make kick-ass websites and get found online. Visit Zipster.com to find out more information. And on to the episode. Free Pizza, your platform for creatives. And today we have the amazing Eric Witzow in here. What's going on, Eric? Not much, man. Enjoying my day here in Warsaw, Poland. In Poland, yeah. He's not here. He's in Poland. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Skype, for allowing us to do this. Uh, this is amazing. That's right. But yeah, a little background on you. I found you on the mobile app Behance. That's right. Uh, yeah, you were yeah, on the I'm... like the homepage. Was I really? Yeah. I, 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 I didn't realize that, but I'm glad you found me. Yeah, I go through there for, for some inspiration when I want photo stuff. And I was like, this guy seems amazing. So I just took Thank a shot you. in the dark and uh, emailed you <laughs> and it worked. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. It's, I use the same thing for inspiration a lot. I find a lot of really good stuff on there. Absolutely. It's like a Tumblr for people who don't know, but for, I guess, more creatives. So um, pretty amazing. Definitely. But yes, Tumblr. You're, yeah, you're a photographer in Poland and you yes. are from Seattle. That's correct. Yes. So we're going to talk about all that, why you went to Poland and just your whole creative journey. So let's get started. Super. Sounds awesome. great. Yeah. So guide us through that. What's the beginning of you becoming a photographer? Uh, uh, the beginning is like, it's my whole life wrapped up in the, in, into getting to that point. So I'm actually, uh, I was an artist at a young age drawing and, uh, painting and doing this stuff. You know, uh, my inspirations were, um, comic books mm. and film for sure. So I was, you know, busy, busy copying and learning from Marvel comics and DC and Superman and X-Men and all this good stuff. <laughs> And I'd always been around cameras, but I'd never really picked one up. I mean, it was something that we just always had. I just never used it as a visual instrument. But um, many years later, I got uh, I was in the middle of having kind of um, a creative slump Mm -hmm. where I just was completely dead, not being uh, not being able to draw, not not having any kind of inspiration in my life. Mm. And it was when my. My girlfriend, Agnieszka, uh, who is also an avid photographer, wow. or was, it's not so much anymore, but uh, she she put a camera in my hand and uh, uh, said, hey, you know, try this. Let's do this. You know, let me show you a few tricks and get you started and uh, show you how to change lenses and show you what the kind of manual settings are and let's go. And so that's kind of how that started. And that was about that was about 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago. Now. Wow, 10 years ago. And what age uh, were you? What age was I? So I was uh, about 41 when that happens. So you so. were 41. And that's that's what's so impressive. I love talking to people who got started kind of later in their life. Yeah. Um, so 41 years old, you got your first camera from your girlfriend. That is absolutely amazing. So what were you shooting back then that um, kind of kept you going? I was... I, I didn't know what I was doing with the camera, you know, so the, I I tried a lot of different things. But really what really appealed to me was uh, getting up close with things. So macro photography was the thing that really, really kind of uh, uh, set things up for me. And what I was really infatuated with was painterly subjects. So like mm. rust. I loved rust. Mm. I could spend hours at the junkyard shooting 
nails and and things up close that would just give me that creamy bokeh and didn't really make sense but it was super colorful and wow it was just something that was like wow this is cool man you know i can shoot 600 photos of of rust that's that's kind of how it started from there yeah so it's not like yeah you you like i guess texture and you know stuff like that too definitely absolutely that's amazing you know some there's something that was otherworldly about it so it really appealed to that kind of artistic nature in me you know it was something that i had no control over i was just seeing you know rust rust on junk that was just super (laughs) super cool to me i bet your girlfriend was just like okay that 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 works i guess (laughs) yeah she you know she was very patient with me i'd come home and say Come on, look at these 600, 700 photos I took of the junk. Come on, look at look at all this rust here. This is just beautiful. Come on. Oh, he's like, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, that's great. As long as you're releasing some creativity, it's fine. So, exactly. So you're mostly self-taught then. There's no schooling or anything like that? No, no schooling. Wow. Completely self-taught. That's amazing. So how do you transition into coming from the rust <laughs> to you working with, you know, portraits and just different things like that. So the transition was kind of slow. The first year I was not comfortable at all opening up uh, the lens. Like right. I was very uncomfortable shooting in a frame of stuff, like sitting on a street. I didn't know what I was composing. I didn't know what I was shooting. And so I was a little bit intimidated by that. Um, but I, I got active with some groups on Flickr. Yes. And and yeah, man, it's my favorite platform. (laughs) I love Flickr. It's the best one, Uh, dude. It is absolutely the best one. So (laughs) early on, like, uh, I guess this would have been probably 2010. Mm -hmm. So 2010, let's say, I started in this group called uh, Fence Friday, where where the whole thing was every, every week, you would go out and shoot a fence in some kind of artistic fashion or whatever. Yes. And post it to this group on Fridays. And then everybody would comment on it and all this other stuff. And that group is actually what got me to open up a lot, to yes. shoot more wide, to start learning from everybody else what they were doing and how to replicate that. And uh, I just started doing that every week, and and it also gave me kind of a, a structure, like a mm. weekly goal, something to look forward to. Yes, you know, another. This is another thing that kind of drove Agnieszka crazy, because you know we'd be on a trip, uh, going to the ocean or something, and I'm stopping the car. Look at that fence! We gotta, we gotta, we gotta get out and shoot this fence. <laughs> so you know, it's like I was a little bit obsessed with fences for a while, but you know. I have to tell you that that was uh, that was the single thing that really propelled me into learning my craft. Uh, you know, yes. depth of field, uh, light and shadow, all of this stuff, and how to compose it. I had a stationary object that I was learning how to compose in a manner of uh, in in an interesting manner, usually with bokeh. So absolutely, absolutely, that's phenomenal. And I'm glad you mentioned Flickr because Flickr is so underrated. I still use it today um, because it's still going on. But I guess Instagram kind of took over the whole image platform a little bit. But I still go back yep. to Flickr. Like almost every week I go back to look for something. Um, so that's I, phenomenal. That's where I spend almost all my time on is Flickr. Absolutely. Either getting inspired, 
you know, I, I load there quite often, but it's, it's kind of, it's kind of my visual sketchbook. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I love about Flickr is that I've been posting there for the last 10 years. So my stream is a, is kind of a, a, a conscious idea of my whole entire, it's like a diary. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can go back to the first posts that I did from, I don't know, even know, 2009 or something. And it was the first, my first poke, my first post, I think was some, uh, was some bacon that I had cut <laughs> into little squares, you know, and it was all close and it was all bokeh like it was, just, you know, I look back and it's just like, wow, man, that was, just, <laughs> that was a sign of the times, man. Yeah. At the time you were like, man, this looks great. Like this looks good. This Check this it. out. Look at this. Uh, and this and is, I leave it all there. You know, I leave it. I don't, I don't, uh, I, I, what I post, I never remove. So it's like, it's up there. You should it. I mean, it was just, and like I said, it's a time, sign of the times. You go back, it's like a memory provoking and you know, it's where you started. You know what I'm saying? You started with exactly. bacon and rust. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Bacon and rust. It's, you know, it's like I was, a, I was in the food business before in the, in Seattle. So in restaurants and hospitality. So food was a really big impact on my life. Oh yeah. And I could cutting cutting bacon into like perfect little cubes at home and i'm like i gotta take a photo of that you know it's like it's so cool all stacked up so it's still there you know i'm gonna look at that after this is over <laughs> nah, man, it's like, i think there's 56 pages i have now something like five thousand images i'm not sure i will absolutely link that in the description so people can see it <laughs> yeah it's, it's you know it's like uh i it's not, you know, it's like something for me that I'm not uh, at all like shy about. It's like, this is exactly where I started. You know, it's like, this is from where I am now to what I was doing then. It's quite far. But I look back on this and think, wow, man, look, look how obsessed I was with like rust and fences. And, yes. You know. Absolutely. Now with you doing like a lot of commercial work, portrait work, street work, it's like, wow, I started with this and I transitioned yep. into all this. So, yeah, so kind of take us along. So, did portraits come next? Street work come next? What came after that? We moved to Poland in uh, 2011. My my girlfriend is Polish, mm -hmm. and she'd been in the states for about 12 years. And she decided that she wanted to kind of come back and and reacquaint herself with Poland, mm -hmm. go back to school, and be close to family. So we off we went. When we got to Poland, it's when my the photography that I was doing completely changed. Mm. So. Uh, what I'd been doing before kind of um, kind of shifted in this idea that I really wanted to share my experiences with uh, with my friends and family back home. Mm -hmm. So I wanted them to see. So it kind of forced me to shoot in a more wide fashion, you know, uh, to to shoot in a in, in an in a way that they could see everything that I was doing, my daily walks, where I was going, the streets that I was, you know, kind of. Uh, uh, seeing the the newness of all of my surroundings, yes. everything there. So, so that's when it kind of shifted, uh, and immediately it was it was definitely street work. Yeah, that's uh, what it looks I, like. You know, the thing is, I didn't even know uh, what street photography really was at that time. <laughs> I, you know, it's I didn't I had seen it, but I didn't know that it was kind of a thing. You know, uh, at that point. I started learning more about it as we moved to Poland. I mean, right. I started really started 
looking at other photographers. I started seeing different styles. I started finding my own personal heroes in photography. Yes. Uh, um, that was about that time, about 2011, 2012 or so. So th that aspect of, of everything that I'd kind of known, um, what I'd learned in drawing uh, from dynamic perspective to composition, to yes. all of these things kind of came into play for me. And it was there that it gelled, you know, uh, that's kind of where I learned my own uh, storyline, let's say. Absolutely. And was it hard to connect with other creatives when you were there? Uh, yeah. And, you know, initially my first year here was kind of lonely because we were living on the outskirts of a, of a main city. So I was uh, – Agnieszka would go to school every day mm -hmm. and – and I was left in this small little village of, I don't know, I don't even know how many people live there. It's not that small, 15, 20,000 people, maybe okay. a little bit more, but outside of it. But everybody there worked during the day. So I was, it was pretty much me and housewives and older people. <laughs> so, and nobody spoke English, you know, I mean, it's like, no, so, so I'm just kind of walking around with my camera, shooting things that I thought was interesting and just kind of observing and it's and it was there that I kind of fell into the role of learning how to observe again um, yes. so I didn't feel I had any the pressure of anything on me I didn't have to really be anywhere that first year I had no job I you know it's we were we were getting ready to build a cafe that we would eventually open mm -hmm. but at that point I was still kind of you know figuring out where I was and how to get around how to <laughs> how to buy groceries how to you know i mean it was like coming here was it's it's a it was a completely new thing i mean everything was new it was right. like starting over uh completely start that's kind of nice honestly i mean and obviously being a creative being put in out of their comfort zone usually is always a positive thing anyways i think so yeah so with the culture shock and the language barrier i mean all you had to do was you know i had with your camera walking around so that kind of, you yeah. know, created some amazing work because what I'm looking at now is absolutely phenomenal. Thank so you. tell us about some of those daily walks. Did you just kind of take random alleyways? Did you just kind of just, you know, go wherever? How'd that work? This episode is brought to you by Stay Blovely, a brand out of Greensboro everyone should know about. That's S-T-A-Y-B-L-U-V-L-Y. Each piece of clothing fuses fashion with designs that empower the black community while teaching the basis and meaning of black origins and culture through short videos about each piece on their site. Plus, you can get everything from long and short sleeve tees to hoodies and sweatshirts for under $40. Oh, and shipping is free all day, every day. Visit stayblovely.com. That's S-T-A-Y-B-L-U-V-L-Y.com to shop their collections. Um, for for, for the, the time before we opened the coffee shop, I just went wherever. I, I was... I would I would get lost, you know. I wasn't really concerned about. Uh, I just kind of followed what interests me. Yeah. And everything interests me because it was all everything was different, you know. It was all different from what I knew in Seattle. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, there's there's an immediate sense of history when you're walking down the streets here that I never felt in back in the states so much, you know. 
looking at a cathedral that's a thousand years old, you know, and yes. just yes, you know, walking down streets that have been here for nine hundred years, and and just like wow, this is just it's crazy this this sense of time that's there. And there's also an interesting aspect to Poland is that uh, there is a living uh, piece of nostalgia that's always present. Uh, Polish people are very nostalgic. They're very sentimental. Mm. Um, history is, you know, the past history is very present, uh, which is really different from us in the States because I think that we're, we're forward-thinking people uh, almost to a fault sometimes because mm. we're just driven to the future. And in Poland, it's quite the opposite. The past is very much uh, something that is alive and is and is taken care of and it's remembered. So there's all this kind of bubble that's there, you know, that I'm walking around in. And I also have nostalgic streaks in me. As a creative, it's been something in me. Yes. It was one of the pieces that never felt right in the States because I wasn't sure how to, uh, how I could uh, develop it personally. Right, right. Uh, but here it felt all of a sudden I felt, wow, this is I just I understand this, you know, and That's, it became close to me, you know. Absolutely. And I'm wondering how did because you mentioned earlier that when you got there, you kind of look for inspiration and you found your heroes and all that. How did you go about doing that? Uh, you know, most of that I, I discovered through uh online activity a lot of it but also bookstores yes you know there's i would go to bookstores here and bookstores are very big they're 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 huge here it's like it's like going back in 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 seattle bookstores have kind of dropped dried up over the years you know Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, yeah. but here it's like you can find bookstores all over the place and so although i couldn't read polish it didn't stop me from looking at the pictures you know so i'd go in there and just look around and find uh work that was interesting you know it's like find polish work that was interesting uh find find photographers that were interesting mm, yes and then again also started searching a lot on Flickr, you know and finding people that were kind of doing similar work that i could follow and and be inspired by yes so yes. kind of that idea yes. you know this was all pre-instagram really too so it's like you know uh, 2012, what the networks were, you know, it's like you, you flicker for your close friends and family kind of thing. Yep. yep. Uh, or uh, uh, Facebook, I mean, and Flickr, Flickr was like for a little bit larger audience, but I could have things for friends and family that they could see that I could put into a special gallery for them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, that was my world kind of. When I wasn't walking around, it was all online. That was how I connected, you know. Absolutely. I mean, you coming from the States, I mean, obviously you mentioned the culture shock and, you know, your family is all you oh. knew. So I'm sure they definitely were, you talked to them a lot while you were, while you spend the time at the, in the village. So for sure, that kind of kept you sane. I'm sure that's phenomenal. So I'm wondering what kind of, did you open a coffee shop first or did you say freelance? Like how did that work? Okay. So the, so we, uh, we felt like I needed to have something to do. Yeah. Uh, Job, right? You know, I needed to have a job. Photography was something that I was just as much as I would have liked to have considered myself a photographer at the time. I was I was I felt like I didn't know what I was doing yet. Yeah. So yeah. coming from restaurants and hospitality, it made sense to let's open up a coffee shop because this I know. Yes. And so we opened up we opened up this uh, we opened up this very small coffee shop. 
we uh, in kind of the center of Poznan, but it's on a, in a back alley. And uh, uh, we opened it, I think, in it must have been August of 2012. Okay. So right in there. And we called it Bigfoot Coffee Shop, a little <laughs> ode, to, <laughs> ode to back in Seattle and Pacific Northwest, right? And, uh, and we just kind of, we just kind of did this thing that was, you know, of course it was very hipster at the time. Yeah. You know, it's like, didn't really think of anything about being hipster. It was just, we just wanted to do something that was kind of cool. And immediately we, well, not immediately in several months, word started to spread throughout Poznan that there's an American guy that owned this coffee shop and people started coming by. And so it kind of gravitated into this arena where there was, I was working six days a week and running the shop by myself from, uh, you know, I'd go there at seven o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning until about seven o'clock at night. Oh God. And yeah, a lot of work, but I was meeting tons of people. Mm, Yes. But it was, but it was also at this time when I started, we moved into the city of Poznan from, uh, Svajans, which is outside. And, uh, I started the route to work, my daily walk to work, which is about 17 or 18 minutes, something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, I would walk towards the east into the city and I would always see the sunrise. Oh, yeah. And so this is where I started to learn how to shoot into the sun and I started to learn how to uh, shoot what really attracted attracted me, uh, you know, still doing a lot of long or still looking at uh, bokeh a lot. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, my daily walk started to manifest in a way that that was very interesting for me. I was taking trams to work sometimes that were, you know, from the 50s. Oh, my and, God. Yeah, these old really cool trams. And I love these trams, man. You know, it's like talk about a rolling cinema, just looking outside your window and this tram that's from 1955 and you're driving down the street and it's like a rolling cinema. So I would just shoot out the window sometimes, you know, and yes. Or whatever, or or they became. Uh, since I don't, we don't have trams in in Seattle. Uh, this was really new to me as well, and it became a real big source of my uh, uh, kind of my point of interest of photography at that point. You know, right. uh, trams and rail lines, and you know, uh, what have you in that. Wow, so, I knew the coffee shop had something to do with your creativity. That's why I want to ask about it because I'm like, there's something about this that probably has driven some of his work and of course the daily walks which is phenomenal daily walks and you know also being surrounded by you know i met a lot of really cool people yeah a lot of creatives come came in there uh always surrounded by really cool conversation you know it's like i learned i thought when we opened up the coffee shop hey man i'm gonna learn polish in like six months it's gonna be fantastic i'm gonna learn but everybody came in to speak english with me so you know oh, my yeah. english my English improved a little bit and it helped them improve theirs and to some degree, some of them. Yeah. Uh, but it just became this little pocket of everyday life that was really kind of cool, you know? Yeah, I love that. And I'm sure, obviously, I'm sure that they love learning English because, you know, that's, you know, a very important sure. language to know and, you know, vice versa. So that's what I'm, so I'm guessing. Did you not learn the Polish in six months? I, I, you know, right now I'm taking lessons for Polish. I've been here eight years and I understand Polish. Uh, okay. Uh, and I uh, actually I understand it pretty well. And I could order everything that I need to do going around in my daily life. But, yes. man, it is a tough language. It's very difficult. 
So I'm taking lessons now and learning grammar, and it's like, wow, every day I'm thinking, man, I am just never going to get this. Yes. But I look at all these kids running around like five, six, seven years old, and I think, man, if that kid can get it, I'm going to get it. You're going to get it, yes. I'm going to learn it, you know. Positive, positive. (laughs) Absolutely. So did you meet these people, kind of get you into the portrait work and editorial and commercial work? Uh, some of that came through meetings at the coffee shop. Uh, my my work in the city of Poznan, uh, just from my daily walks, really kind of took off. And, and somewhere along the line, I became like this minor celebrity in the city. So <laughs> yes. everybody knew my work. Every, you know, it's like I got written up in the papers a few times. There's videos about me. I mean, it was like really, it was like, wow, I don't even know what to do with this. I... You, you guys realize that like two years ago I was shooting rust, right? You know, <laughs> and bacon. <laughs> you know, and bacon, and you know, and and uh, so that's kind of where that started. And from there, small little work came about, and uh, and uh, more some features, and from features came more kind of this aspect of work, and yes. portraits came a little bit later. Uh, yeah. But but that's something where I'm. Currently, I'm very interested in and something that I want to pursue more. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, through all of this, it's just been always kind of this growth forward, you know, and and it's something that that continuously evolves. And I think right now is where I'm starting to evolve into this idea of portraiture and, and the meaning behind it for me, you know, personal. Yes, uh, yes, yes. I love that. That's the future in that. I love that. So tell us about the work that you were doing before the portraiture. What do you remember? Do you remember your first memory, maybe big commercial job? Mm, let's see. My first, I did, uh, you know, I don't know about my first, my, there's my first commercial job. I don't even remember what that would have been. Uh, I did a couple of portrait jobs for some local people that I did that, that, uh, paid me to do the work. Okay. So that kind of inspired me to like, wow, I could make, I could make some money doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but throughout the course of all of this, I was always kind of selling images. Gotcha. So, uh, which is something that has always inspired me a little bit. You know, it's like I, I had my image, uh, on the cover of a, uh, travel brochure for Prague That's amazing. Uh, was that was in Russia. So uh, I sold this image to Russia and I, there's some, there's some work that I sold in the States and there's some other work that I sold in Denmark and, and throughout the, throughout the, uh, Europe yeah, yeah. and throughout all of this, there was these little pockets, pockets of kind of like, I won. Wow. I, I did this. I can't believe it. Um, and then, Throughout all of that, there there came smaller work. So I started doing food photography for a couple of restaurants, and mm. for one in particular, Shvinta Krova, I started a uh, uh, holy cow is the name of that uh, <laughs> burger joint, a burger joint. So I started sh- shooting burgers for them, and then they opened up a couple new restaurants, and I started expanding into that. So I was kind of still involved in restaurants, uh, but on the artistic side of it, which yes. is something that appeals to me as well, you know. It's kind of your roots so, too of you cooking back in Seattle. For sure, absolutely, man. Restaurants are uh, you know, it's like one of the largest portions of my life. I was I started I started in a pizza joint when I was 15 and a half. So, yeah. you know, uh 
and then I went all throughout until I was 41 when I left restaurants in the Seattle. So, wow. you know, I was cooking, I was managing, I, 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 I was a sous chef for a while. I, I worked from Seattle down to L.A. and then back to Seattle. Wow. You know, before, so. That's phenomenal. Um, yeah. You've always been grinding, which is very inspiring to hear, you know. Um, well, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm really curious because I was on your site going through it a lot, obviously. But as far as you doing, like, the Radisson Hotel and, like, the uh, Poznan Summit, I'm probably pronounce that right, and then you work for the Backpack Company, like, how would you reach out to them? How would that, how'd that work? Um, actually, all of them found me. Okay. Okay. Wow. So, that's, that's insane. So this has kind of been the last three years or so that people are beginning to find me. Uh, and some of it, uh, like the backpacks were from Instagrams. They found me on there. Uh, Radisson Hotel was done through a, a broker that found my work. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were searching for Warsaw. And they really liked the style of how I was shooting Warsaw. They wanted something that was... Not so obvious. Yes. They wanted something that was a little bit uh, that said the city without saying this city. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean it's like without full blown big wide shots of streets. They wanted they wanted reflection shots. They wanted something that was interesting and different. And so they found my work and and uh, and that's how that kind of grown. So I think that 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 ended up being I can't remember now thirty. 36 images total that they have in there and there's like 950 prints all throughout the hotel so oh my god just for the next 20 years that's going to be there so it's like a permanent exhibit right oh my and, gosh you know uh this is the kind of thing that starts to happen and it's like i i haven't been necessarily looking for this but i'm always looking for it you know what i mean i mean it's like you're always grinding trying to find something or trying to put yourself out there in a way that is is true to me yeah i guess yeah you know yeah what's cool about it is i can yeah i can tell all these images are are you you know after looking through it and looking at your instagram i was like now i can tell what an eric with soup image is so i'm doing this and you create your own style yeah. i think you know which is phenomenal and about your style you said i read on your site that <clears throat> a lot of films impact your imagery that's right yeah so kind of tell us about that and kind of what that means to you so Cinema is something that has been in my life since I was, uh, I mean, in everyone's life, but I mean, maybe, maybe a little bit more in mine because uh, for some degree, because when I was in my earliest years, I had my, my mom and dad got divorced, right? Mm, Yes. My, my dad, my dad would take my brother and brother and I to every single movie ever played. You know, I mean, it didn't matter to him if it was R rated, it was G. Against my mom's wishes, you know, maybe that was his way of saying, you know, I'm getting back at you kind of, I don't know, but he took us to everything, man. I was 12 years old and I remember the film that did it for me very much and it was Alien. Mm. We saw it in the theater in 1979 Mm, Yes. and I begged, I begged my dad to come and take us to it. My mom was really putting the ax down on that, saying, no way, you cannot go see this, you know. But he eventually broke and took us and and it scared my brother uh, probably in ways that he won't ever (laughs) Too. but for me it was the most inspiring it was really this this moment where cinema became something to me and from there on every film i really paid close attention to so you know uh and the work of cinematography and and the idea of pictures telling images and now when i look back on it this is exactly what i try to recreate often in my own work in 
uh, in some kind of feel, a cinematic feel to it. So, gotcha. okay. you know, Blade Runner, yes. Alien, The Shining, Kubrick films, uh, man, there's so many that impacted me. And lately, you know, it's like, of course, I watch it as much as I can uh, now. I mean, I watch... I watch Netflix and HBO and I think and it's a single thing. If it's interesting visuals, I'm all in. You know, it's like, wow, this is just crazy. Yes. I think the last movie that really blew my mind and I watched it again was was The Revenant. Uh, oh my god, yes. Because yes, phenomenal. The, the cinematography on that, it was wow, it was just really cool. But then you when you realize that they did it all with natural light. You know, they, they shot this mm. all with natural light. And mm. it's like, man, I, it just floored me. I felt like this is because it's how I like to work is with is with natural light. It's I don't know how to work with flash so much or right. with studio lights, something I'm learning now. But with natural light, it's something that this is just this is exactly what I love, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's cool. I mean, obviously, films have ours leader. They're motion photos is what they are. But um, yep. I'm curious, why do you think you ever get into filming? I mean, since you have such a liking for it? Sometimes I think about it, but I, I, I haven't really tried to do it yet. It's something that I constantly think about, but I'm at that space where I think, I don't know if I'm going to be any good at it. You know, and, <laughs> and And it's kind of this ridiculous thing that I go through. So I think that this is the year that I actually start to tell myself, okay, you know what, let's just try it and see, because I am really interested in it, you know, and, and, uh, it's something that I think could be very helpful in, uh, understanding some more ideas about behind my work. Yes. Another, it's another facet to it, you know? Absolutely. I think maybe in the future, it's something I do. I, I, I think one of my favorite, favorite, favorite people is is David Lynch. Yes, and, and his experimentation and his just his creative genius behind everything he does. You know, it's like so he's always a role model, and inspiration. You know, uh, so maybe there'll be something of like something, some kind of like Eric Witzel's version of Eraserhead. You know? Oh my god, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing something like that soon. <laughs> be awesome. <laughs> Me too. Yes. So I want to kind of get into like you working with um, models and during portraiture and having this film impact. So when you go out, do you know kind of where you're going before those sessions happen? Or do you kind of just, is it on a, off a whim or how does that usually work? Uh, when I'm working with somebody, like if I'm just going to work with a model for a day, then I ask where they want to meet. I'm kind of an opportunist. Mm, okay. So where wherever, uh, I mean, I, I can suggest lots of places in Warsaw to meet and sometimes I do, but maybe she's got a better or he's got a better idea and I'm okay going to places where I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I, I trust myself enough to find something interesting to shoot there. Uh, but if it's up to me, then I'll pick something that's going to have some dramatic light to it or something that I know in that work. But yes, in all honesty, it's, it, you know, it's really uh, it's important for me the time of the day and what the light might look like, but really, I, I'm pretty good to go in just, just about any situation. Yeah. Just yeah, just it takes me a few minutes to get to know the person that I'm shooting with, and I spend about 15 or 20 minutes to, if I've never met them before to to kind of talk and see what they're about. Yeah, and let yeah. them inspire me because it's important for me to have their work them in in my work as well. Yes, so. 
so there's kind of a rapport that I like to build either over a cup of coffee or, you know, just sit and talk for a little bit. Yeah. We just go out and walk. We walk 10 minutes and I'll find some spots, maybe not even that far. So it's usually pretty quick. Spend mm-hmm. an hour, shoot some really fast, and then we're done. I love that. Yeah. I love that and you that- t- take the time to know, get to know the model before you shoot them. That's I think that's so important as far as making, some, making them feel comfortable and yep. you know making the image look natural. Hey, it's Tristan Miller from Find and Trust Events. I'm here to tell you about the ninth anniversary hand-to-hand spring market that's coming up March 29th, a Sunday from 12 to 5 p.m. It'll be taking place within the Bearded Goat within Revolution Mill. It's free to attend, and we will have a ton of the best local handmade makers that you can find in North Carolina. So don't miss out on this great shopping experience. And to know, it also will be the only hand-to-hand market for 2020. So don't miss out on this great opportunity to support your local artists and makers. To learn more about the hand-to-hand spring market, visit findandtrustevents.com. Yeah, absolutely. And natural and comfort are something that I'm really looking for. There's nothing, whether it's a model or if it's just even even somebody that wants their portrait taken for business. I always say, if it's not in a studio, we're going to do it in their office space. And Mm -hmm. let me come and just talk for... 10 minutes, you know, let me, you know, it only takes a few minutes to develop kind of a rapport and it's not whether I like you or not. It's just kind of to get a feel about the whole, uh, you, you know, your whole package, what you're about, what, what's going on, you know, with, the, with you that day, you know, it's like, and also to, for them to see a little bit about me, you know, it's like that, yes, not scary that, you know, it's like my, it doesn't matter that if your English isn't as good as mine or anything else, you know, we're two humans, let's talk, I'm going to shoot a few pictures, everything's cool, you know, it's okay. So Yes, yes, yes. That's phenomenal. It's, it's, it's so cool to me that someone can go somewhere that's completely different from their world and like you're just producing this work and it seems like it's coming pretty easily over the last couple of years. And this is a good segue into the book. Um Pronounce the book name for me, by the way. Uh, I have to look at it now. Oh, Koshim, I can forget it. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, I don't know if I can pronounce that. <laughs> no. Shibija. Oh, Koshim Prishbija. Okay, perfect. Shibija. And- my, my pronunciation is very good over there either. But it means eyes of the foreigner, really. Oh, that's awesome. Or through a foreigner's eyes. So, uh, Okiem Shebija. Okiem Shebriza. Shebriza. <laughs> Okiem Shebriza. This is my daily struggle right now. Is yeah. it? <laughs> you know what? It's funny because I actually do know the name of it. And about five months ago, I probably would have been able to say it just very quickly. Yeah. But I have so much Polish in my head right now in grammar. And I, I am overthinking everything way too much. So forgive me on that. But no, you're good. It's, uh, it's, uh, through the eyes of a foreigner, basically. And foreigners eyes. yes. And that one third place in Poland's national review of books. That's right. That That's right. Is how, how that make you feel when you, you, uh, I guess rewarded that. Uh, overwhelmed, <laughs> oh, uh, absolutely overwhelmed. I mean, I mean, it's like this whole thing. You know, I, I I've come to Poland. 
I don't know anything. We opened up a coffee shop. Next thing I know, we there's a book that's been printed on my work. And and then at one third, it's like, what what's going on here? This is. <laughs> you guys know that just like five years ago, I was shooting bacon. Yeah, <laughs> rust. And rust. <laughs> and so, oh, I you know, overwhelming even. Even today, I, I was just looking at the award that I won, and and I'm overwhelmed. I mean, I'm overwhelmed with gratitude, and and it's hard for me to even believe that this is real. Like, right? This is this isn't uh, something pretend. Yes. So, um, when the day that I won it, I I don't think it hit me until like a week later after we won it. Mm. I, I it was just the whole experience was surreal. I went to this expo with my publisher and we went there and i uh you know we're seated among all these other authors of all these books and everything going on and and the publisher had 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 put my book in it and and uh we knew we'd win the third place but it was just so surreal sitting in this room here i am in poland in Poznan, everybody's speaking Polish around me. I can barely understand everything or anything. <laughs> and next thing I know, we're being whisked up to the front to collect this award. And I'm, you know, I'm supposed to say a few words or, or you know, thank everybody. And it's like <laughs> such a formal event. And I'm like, wow, this is just—it's crazy. I felt like I was outside of my head, you know. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, an amazing experience. I mean, it's honestly, I did, you know. I had never, I've always dreamed about being able to do a book of something someday. Yes. But I had no idea that I would actually have a book of my own photographic work on my, that I took on my daily route to go to this coffee shop that I yes. owned. Yes. Right? I mean, that'd be it's like this, it's like this crazy journey that took place and, and, and it's beautiful. I mean, it's really beautiful. So... Yeah, overwhelmed. That's still overwhelmed by it all. You know, oh, it's yeah. like it's. I can only imagine. It just, it just, it sits on my chest sometimes. Like, wow, this is just, it's crazy. Yeah, but I love it. Yeah, I, I, I hope so. I want, and I was. Yeah, are there copies for sale? Uh, I think it's all sold out. Ah, uh, I was gonna say I would love to grab one, but it's okay. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's all sold out. I, I can check for you, but I think I'm pretty sure that it's all sold out. You can definitely check because I wouldn't mind grabbing one. So sure. the create the process of making the book. So how was that for you? Um, <laughs> that was an interesting experience. You know, we were in the we had the coffee shop, and uh. I was approached by by uh, my publisher uh, through his son, and they came in and talked to me one day through his son. So they were speaking; he would speak Polish. His son would translate in English, and I would listen and then respond, and it was translated back. <laughs> and it was this process of like, "Hey, we're thinking about, you know, what would you think about maybe doing a book?" And I thought, "This is just crazy," you know. It's like I've had a lot of proposals come my way and it's like nothing ever came to fruition. So I didn't really think that much about it. Sure, let's do it. And, you know, I didn't realize how serious they were behind it. Mm. And then all of a sudden things escalated. As soon as I said yes, it became this process of like, let's look through photos. So I was submitting, I think I submitted a, over a thousand photos. Oh my God. A graphic designer who put the book together in a manner that uh, initially it was going to be my walk to work is what's known as the King's Path. Mm. It's actually it's actually a uh, 
a part of Poznan that is like the royal path that goes into Poznan. It's this this walk. And it was my natural progression to go all the time to work. I was coming from my neighborhood, walking to the center of Poznan. And from what I understand, there's this there's this trail that is like through Poznan that's considered that. They changed it after they after they looked at my photos and the graphic designer had some suggestions about making it more like uh, more like a touristic kind of sketchbook of yeah. my daily life here. And so that's kind of what became uh, this book now. So, awesome. Uh, awesome. you know, I saw. I only saw – I didn't have any real input as far as how the book got put together. Mm, okay. Um, they they kind of took that process. I saw some working copies of it, and I thought it was really, really cool. Let's, you know, just keep doing it. Let's see it. And eventually I saw the full thing, and it was just mind-blowing. And then eventually I got a, a, an actual copy. I had like – I don't know. They showed up at my door at the coffee shop one day with pallets of books, and it's like, oh, my God, it's a real thing, you know? So, oh, wow, that's phenomenal, dude. I'm, I'm blown away. The way that came into fruition, like that's wild. Shelf Life Art and Supply Company is an independently owned new and used art supply store at 2178 Lawndale Drive in Greensboro, North Carolina. At Shelf Life, you can find professional quality art supplies, pre-owned treasures, art classes, custom framing, and occasionally Daniel White recording the free pizza podcast in our classroom. Visit our website at www.shelflifeart.com and come see us Tuesday through Saturday in the historic Lawndale Shopping Center at the corner of Lawndale and Cornwallis Drive. You'll be supporting the local economy, the environment, artists and creators, and this podcast right here. Shelf Life Art and Supply Company, supporting triad artists since 2014. Yeah, it, it, it just kind of happened. I mean, it wasn't something that I was really searching for. They just found me, you know, and yeah. and and that's that it's it's beautiful. You know, it's like I have a really good relationship with them now. I was just uh, in Poznan now uh, working on another project for another book. Yes. That is going to be for, um, I think it's internal use for something, but I, I, I'm not sure exactly what's going on. But I'm shooting the images for that now. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's something that is a constant source of amazement for me. So that's phenomenal. Well, th- that cop that book, I will get a copy of. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes, I would love that. Um, before we wrap things up, um, a few more questions. Your personal projects. You know, sleepwalking, ten years, the three sixty five project. So, how do those come about? Uh, you know, I'm always looking for new avenues to kind of put my work together and make some kind of sense out of it. And on Behance, I do a lot of little uh, uh, stories, kind of where maybe the images are telling the story of a day, or just kind of the idea of a day in the life or just different, different aspects of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm always searching for, for new ways to kind of tell these stories. I have so many photos and I only show maybe, I don't even know, man. I mean like a fourth, 5%. <laughs> yeah. I say yeah, nothing. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. I have, and mostly it just comes down to time. I mean, I don't have time to, to show everything. So I'm always looking for new avenues to kind of show this. And uh, and Behance is a great way to do that for me. You know, yes. it's like I just have little stories from there. Uh, and 
Flickr becomes, I haven't used like the galleries in that manner, but I'm thinking about doing that. But Flickr becomes my inspiration because I can look back through my timeline and see that and see little stories. So this is also something in the future that I was thinking about doing some self-publishing and thinking about, uh, you know, like I have a lot of single figures in my books and I was thinking about maybe, maybe that's the, maybe that's the protagonist the single figure and it's mm. almost like a comic book at this point you know it's like you can put this all kind of piece together in a comic book fashion here's this this guy that's what's he doing and you know this type of thing so i love that I'm constantly reaching for that i love how full circle it is that you know you're starting to drawing comic book thing and you know the photo thing but it all kind of still relates you know exactly that's exactly nice. comic books are still like i don't collect them anymore but they're still super relevant to me. Yes. I, every time I'm by a comic shop, I stop by and I look and see what's new. And I'm constantly amazed and inspired by the work that's going on there. And I think, man, I, I wonder, I should have become a comic book artist. But, you know, <laughs> maybe I will. Who knows? I don't know. You know, it's like I still draw and everything now. So who knows? Yes. But maybe photography is a new way to do that. Or mix and match. I don't know. I say you, you can know? definitely do both. And that's just that's a good kind of a good segue. Like, where do you want to end up? So I know you are kind of working in the studio now. You teach some classes, traveling around. So what do you want your next couple of years to look like? Uh, I think the next couple of years is like I would like to do some more exhibiting uh, uh, of my work to unearth some of this, some of the older stuff that I've had and to kind of get that back in the circulation. A little bit more publishing, more work with people. Mm-hmm. I would like more. I would like more of that, more more portraiture, more type of uh, uh, even day in the life, lifestyle type shoots. I, I don't know, something in that manner. Uh, and, and see where that kind of pushes me to. You know, it's like I, my every day is on the street. I still love street. I still go out and shoot on the street as much as I can. I just did today. It's out. So I always have my camera. But I'm always looking for something new. And I think that working with people is something that opens up another part of me that I haven't been comfortable yet to explore. So yes. I'm looking looking at that, uh, you know, and looking at vulnerability, my own vulnerability, mm. and looking at vulnerability in other people. So there's stories there that I haven't yet explored that I'm kind of curious about. So I think that that's where the kind of the future is in the next couple of years. Absolutely. More work, more interesting work, meaningful work, you know, this type of stuff. So uh, I hope that, you know, uh, I continue to kind of inspire other people to do with that, that, you know, to follow and pursue their work. So, yes. you know, even talking to you today is an inspiration because I was, I, you know, it's like on my mind is doing a podcast myself. And it's like, I, I, it's always, it's something I continue to think about and I just haven't acted on it. So, yes. you know, I think in the future is more action maybe, you know, <laughs> I would love to hear you on a podcast. I think you have so much great insight on this everything in life and all that and a lot of experience. So I would love to see that one day. So hopefully you do that. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm planning on it. So that's my year this year is a podcast for sure. That's oh, I, yes. I have to get into it. I would love to see it. That's I'd amazing. love to have you see it. We can, and then you can be on my podcast and we can, we can talk, you see? Yes, I would love that so much. <laughs> so... What are some, maybe some last words of advice to people maybe who want to jump out of their comfort zone, want to get started in photography, or kind of stuck on what direction to go? Like, what would you say to them? Uh, oh, there's so much to say. You yeah, know? there it's is. 
<laughs> there's there's so much to say, especially in today's world where everything is instant, man. You know, and it's like, uh, you know, just yeah, you, you have to keep shooting. I mean, if if it's photography or anything, you have to just keep moving forward to it. Have to keep shooting. You have to. Uh, uh, keep pushing yourself. Keep finding something new that kind of inspires you. Look, look to other people to inspire you. You know, it's like uh, when I get when I get in a my own little slump of non-inspirations, and I then I'm busy looking at as much photography or as much creativity as I can to kind of let it solidify in me. Everything takes time, so it's like maybe one day it's not there, the next day, the next week it, it appears. Uh, you know, I, I can you hear that hammering? Yeah, yeah I was. Yeah. Of course, it just starts as we're ending. <laughs> of course, it does. Uh, you know, learn your craft. You know, don't be afraid of it. Yes. You know, jump. You know, if you're not, if you're afraid of something that won't work, and you're that's what's scaring you, then do it. Yes, absolutely. Get over it. You know, just pass through it. I, I know that everything in my life is uh, I know right now that everything in my life could have stopped because of fear. Yes. I could have been too afraid to come to Poland. I could have been too afraid to learn the language. I could have been too afraid to open up a coffee shop. And it's like I know that in in some time uh fear would have would have, could have stopped me, but I allow that fear to kind of pr- propel me and let it and let it uh let it create action for me so i suggest that for people you know find that thing that scares you and just do it yeah yeah i mean i'm sure you going to poland was like oh you were super probably super scared you know and you kind of prevailed you know regardless so man getting on that plane to come to poland it was like i i didn't know what i thought on the way over but when we got here i realized okay it's gonna everything is very different than what i thought it was going to be absolutely so you know, and from that moment on, nothing was the same. But I will tell you, as much as difficult as it ha- was, the transition, and it was difficult, there's nothing easy about it. It has been the most rewarding experience that I've ever had in my life. I yes. wouldn't trade it, any of it, none, Dude. not any of the hardships. And none of this is easy, you know. It's like trying to pursue your creative notions is never easy, you know, especially in today's world when we rely on likes and everything else you know it's uh all of us anybody that's in that creative field is all pushing for the same thing we want to have our work seen you know so i think my biggest piece of advice for for people is to find your style find the thing that makes you who you are and project it into your work you know i mean it's like you said you can look at my work and you can see that you can see it's my work uh that took a long time to develop and it took a long time to create or comfortable with it so wow. i would say definitely follow that i love that i love the 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 fear aspect of you doing things that you're afraid of and that's i think that's the that what really makes creative that takes creative to the next step is when they finally do something like that so i applaud you for that thank you very much man absolutely and where can we find you on the internet Oh, you can find me on Instagram, eWitso. Mm-hmm. You, you can look up Eric Witso on Google, and I think you'll find everything. But uh, <laughs> Instagram, eWitso, uh, Flickr, eWitso, uh, Facebook under Eric Witso Photography. For sure, I'm there. Yes. Behance, eWitso, or yes. Eric Witso. 
absolutely. Definitely. I'm going to link. I'm going to link everything. Everything. Cool. You are phenom- I appreciate yes. that. And very much. Your work is phenomenal and needs to be seen. And I'm stoked about it. And I can't wait for your next book. Can't wait for the podcast. Can't wait for everything you're doing. So I appreciate your time. <laughs> Thank you. It's my pleasure, man. It was great to talk to you. Thank was, you for yes. the time. Absolutely. And I hope to come to Poland one day. I would love to hang out. Hey, man. Feel invited. Please do come here. It will surprise you in all of the best ways. I promise you. <laughs> yes. But yes, dude. It's fantastic. I would love that. And get some of your, your cafe, too. I can hang out. Oh, I closed it. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, I closed Fair So I have five, five years of that, and and we and that's why I moved into more into photography. I okay. should have said that. I forgot. It's all good. It's all good. Of course, I ended on a negative note. Well, it's not really negative, but it's like. No, no, no it wasn't. It was actually a huge positive. It was time to. It was time to close that chapter in order to make room for the next one. Yes. You know, yes. and so it wasn't it wasn't negative at all. It was uh, actually uh, owning that coffee shop was the most positive thing I've ever had. You know? Yes. Well, no mind making you know, no, no negatives. That's right. All positive. No negatives, man. Yes, positive. No negatives. It's all positive, man. You know? <laughs> but yes, please follow Eric. You will not be disappointed and hopefully see some filming soon. Maybe possibly. <laughs> That, that's that's in the future too for sure yes it, it actually is absolutely so eric thank you so much you are the best man my pleasure man it was great to talk to you yes and we'll put this up and we'll link everything and hopefully you get some more fans hey man thank you very much and seriously come to warsaw and i'll show you around yes please and please enjoy the rest of your afternoon thank you for your time Thank you, man. Have a good morning. Bye. Bye. The Free Pizza Podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Just go on the Google App Store. Go on everywhere. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, Live Journal, Twitter. We tweet. We'll do smoke sniggles. Whatever y'all need. Thank y'all so much. Have a good night.